This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. A week before the beginning of school, my mother and I returned to Yateman to attend a reception for new high school students and their parents, which revolved around an audience with the headmaster and the introduction of each new freshman to a sophomore designated to be his big brother. We gathered in the lobby outside the headmaster's office around a pair of long tables loaded with cookies and pitchers of orange juice and ice water. Most of the rising freshman class had come through the Yateman Junior School, hence there were only 20 new students. The boys who were familiar with one another all had tousled hair, very topsiders or Clark's Wallabies, web belts from Brooks Brothers and L.L. Bean, and the tanned, healthy look that comes from tennis and swimming lessons and summer camps. The other group was smaller and motley, boys with cheaper clothes and shoes and buzz cuts, a few Asian and black boys to satisfy the recently implemented diversity quota. My mother and I stood at the front of the room, afraid to part from each other. I wanted to join the larger group of tan, tousled boys and be absorbed into their ranks, but I knew that I belonged with the other group. I was rescued by the headmaster's assistant, Mrs. Barnett, who led me up the hallway. Through a door to my left, I heard the chatter of voices, the sophomore big brothers lounging in the chairs around the boardroom table. Go on in, honey, Mrs. Barnett said. Inside the frosted doors, Dr. Dodd, the headmaster, leaned against the front edge of his desk. To his left sat a large man in pressed chinos, an open-collared white shirt, and a navy blazer. Dr. Dodd stood and extended his hand. The other man remained seated. Hello, Mr. Boykin, Dr. Dodd said. I grasped his hand and shook it. This is a friend of mine, Mr. Haltom, Dr. Dodd said. Hi, I said. Mr. Haltom smiled. Hello, Charlie. Have a seat. Dr. Dodd gestured to one of the club chairs arranged in front of his desk. Don't be nervous. We're just going to get to know each other a bit. Yes, sir, I said. Dr. Dodd asked me a short series of questions that made clear he already knew the answers. I was distracted by the pictures on the walls and the windowsills and the various other objects decorating the office, by the peculiarity of Dodd's appearance with his longer silver hair and glinting gold rings and dress watch, perhaps most by Mr. Halton, whose presence remained unexplained. I was jerked back to attention as Dr. Dodd shifted off his desk and extended his hand again. We know you're going to thrive here, Dr. Dodd said. I'll do my best, sir, I said. Dr. Dodd pressed a button on his office phone. Carolyn, he said, we're ready. A moment later, the door opened and closed. I looked up from the floor. There he was, strong jaw and broad shoulders, studiously sloppy, sandy blonde hair. Hey, bud, the boy said. I'm Arch Cray. Arch held out his hand for me to shake. I'm your big brother, he said. Arch is one of our best, Dr. Dodd said. You're very fortunate. Dr. Dodd stood. This time, Mr. Haltom came to his feet as well. Well, then, you boys get acquainted, Dr. Dodd said. Archer, take good care of Charlie, won't you? Yes, sir, Arch said. I shook Dr. Dodd's hand for the third time. Mr. Haltom offered his hand as well. I tried not to wince at the strength of his grip. We're glad you're here, Charlie, he said. Thank you, sir, I replied. I followed Arch out of the office, and we descended the stairs and walked out into the quad. The air was hot and scented with ginkgo blossoms. So what do you think of Yateman so far, he asked. It's great, I said. I didn't want to tell the truth, that I felt frightened and woefully out of my depth. Wait until school starts, he said. You ever take Latin before? No, I said. It's an absolute bitch. I think Yateman might be the last school on earth that still requires Latin. It's supposed to boost your SAT score, but I think they mostly hold on to it for the sake of tradition. I'd not yet heard of the SAT, but I nodded as if this benefit was something I'd already considered. It's a big thing around here, you know, he said. Tradition. 
He spoke the word in a tone both mocking and sincere. Arch had been given my class schedule. The ritual, it seemed, was for each of the big brothers to tour his protege from room to room. As we walked, he spoke to me with genial familiarity, pausing on occasion to point something out or wave to someone across the quadrangle. I was too captivated by his allure to remember anything but the sound of his voice, the way he walked, the casual confidence with which he carried himself, how he inhabited the navy blazer and regimental ties if he had been the model for which all prep school uniforms had been designed. When we were finished, Arch led me back to the reception area outside the theater. It's great to meet you, bud, he said. I'll be in touch. Thanks, I said. Again, we shook hands. The touch of his hand felt like an electric charge. I found my mother sipping a cup of coffee and nodding along as one of the well-dressed mothers prattled about what made Yateman superior to Montgomery Bell, Nashville's other elite boys' school. Even then, my mother may have been plotting her own escape from the low-down life of Montague Village, but I knew none of this, distracted as I was by my own ascension. Heading home, my mother waited until we'd reached the highway before lighting a cigarette. I saw you through the window talking with that boy, she said. I nodded. Who was he? Arch, I said. My big brother. Two narrow funnels of smoke unfurled from her nostrils and wafted out the crack in the window. He's cute, she said.